Hi, I'm Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, I'm excited to talk to you about joyful homemaking. I know a lot of us are in that stage of marriage and motherhood, even in your single years, though, if you're living in a space of your own, it's is so important and so critical to gain God's perspective on what that home should be, what it should express, how can it reflect His glory. So before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that this is a great time to register for our 2021 Set Apart Conference. It's happening June 4th through 6th at the Ellerslie Campus in Colorado or anywhere you are via simulcast, and it's filling quickly. You can get the best prices of the year from now through December 23rd if you go to the holiday specials on setapartgirl.com in our online store. So there's an extra discount off the early bird price from now until then. You'll also see some other great resources at great prices that will make wonderful gifts for the women in your life. So I hope you'll check that out at setapartgirl.com. So let's talk about joyful homemaking. I want to reflect back a few years ago to when my son Hudson, who's now 15, he was probably about 10 at the time. He wanted to have an elaborate Lego-themed birthday party. And we've always done themes for our kids' birthdays, but he had some very epic desires for this specific party. And so I browsed through a lot of pictures of how to make a Lego birthday cake and how to personalize Lego decorations and make Lego-themed food and even make a Lego minifigure costume. And as I was looking for these ideas, two things became very clear to me. As I looked at Pinterest and Instagram and tried to find ideas online, I began to realize that moms today, homemakers today, are far more talented than I would have ever guessed or imagined because there's some amazing stuff out there that can make you feel extremely inferior. And I also realized that I am far less talented than I ever would have guessed, especially when it comes to anything homemade or handmade. I've always considered myself a relatively creative and capable person until I stumbled upon Pinterest and Instagram. These kinds of social media platforms can take homemaking creativity and talent to a whole nother stratosphere. And to be honest, as I looked at these things, I became completely paralyzed like a deer in the headlights. I was studying these amazing accomplishments in crafting and sewing and baking and gift making and cake decorating and costume creating. And my feeble attempts in all of these things probably would work very well on one of the Pinterest flop websites that have cropped up online. So when it came to making this Lego costume that my son wanted, after about 10 hours of serious strategy and effort, my husband and I figured out a way to make a semblance of a Lego minifigure costume that all the kids at the party could take turns wearing. We used cardboard boxes and a few random items from Home Depot and some red and yellow spray paint. I say we because I had to recruit a lot of help to do this. I realized that I was if I was left on my own to make this costume, I would end up with something that resembled some sort of saggy graffiti-laden building instead of a plastic Lego person. In the end, it was really my husband who ended up doing most of the creative work. Now, thankfully, it was fairly easy to impress Hudson because he was like nine or 10 years old at the time, and he was thrilled with how it turned out and didn't seem to notice that it really paled in comparison to these amazing homemade costumes that I'd seen online. As a mom, I've noticed there are two different schools of thought about homemaking, about creative things like this, both of which, at least for me, quickly rob the joy from running a home and serving my family and making daily life special for my kids. 
The first mindset is the Pinterest perfection style of homemaking, sort of like I ran into when I was looking for ideas for a Lego birthday party, where everything you cook and bake and sew and create at home has to be done at this blue ribbon level and then photographed and displayed on your blog or your personal Pinterest or Instagram page, followed by an avalanche of amazed comments from your awestruck followers. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to get fun inspiration online for daily homemaking tasks, but I have learned the hard way that I have to be guarded in how often I turn to those things for my ideas. The reason is because in wading through all of that online inspiration, it's really easy to start feeling the pressure of homemaking perfectionism, believing that I really am not going to be a good wife or mom or homemaker until I first learn how to make those award-winning birthday cakes from scratch, sew professional-grade costumes for my kids, decorate every room to look exactly like Magnolia Journal. Nothing can rob my homemaking joy faster than feeling like I never measure up in anything that I do. There's another mindset out there among homemakers that swings in the opposite direction, where homemakers and moms and wives, they just throw up their hands in defeat and they accept chaos and disarray in their homes as normal, believing that marriage and having a home and raising kids and slobbish living have to go hand in hand. Raising children is inevitably messy, and it's very easy to fall into the trap of believing that we just should resign ourselves to living in one huge mess until our kids turn 18 and leave home. But I've learned that homemaking quickly goes from joyful to miserable when I'm simply trying to survive the mess from day to day. So I've come to realize that neither of those two mentalities, the Pinterest perfection approach or the accept the mess style of homemaking, really reflects God's pattern for homemaking and motherhood. As I've studied the word of God and I've asked him to show me his design for my role as keeper of my home, he's pointed me to a few key principles that have led me into joyful Christ-centered homemaking. These are principles that can be applied in any home, regardless of whether you really consider yourself a skilled homemaker or not. The first principle is to do all things unto Christ. This is absolutely critical in a world where we're so often trying to impress other people with our amazing skills. A friend of mine once worked in a nursing home. One of her many jobs was to change the bed sheets and make beds for elderly patients. She had a lot of beds to make and she was in a hurry most of the time. And there was a constant temptation to cut corners and make the beds hurriedly, not taking time to tuck the corners in tightly or smooth the wrinkles out of the sheets. She knew that most of the elderly patients wouldn't notice whether she made the bed perfectly or not. But one day her heart was challenged with the question, if Jesus were in this bed, would would you take time to smooth the sheets and tuck in the corners? If you were doing this for Jesus, would you do your very best? And immediately she knew the answer. If I were making Jesus' bed, I would do my very best every time. So from that point on, she endeavored to make each bed in that nursing home as if she were making a bed for Jesus, whether the patients appreciated it or not. And as busy moms with endless household tasks on our plates, it's easy to get caught up in this mentality that says, you know, nobody ever appreciates all the work I do around here, or I hope so-and-so notices this beautifully organized pantry. But when we do our homemaking tasks in order to gain appreciation from our families or impress others with our skills, we're missing the true purpose of being a Christ-centered keeper of the home. Colossians 3.23 tells us, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. 
I have learned from experience that if I do my household work first and foremost for Jesus Christ, I will always have joy, no matter how mundane the task is. But if I do my household work merely out of obligation or to be noticed and appreciated by others, I will usually end up unsatisfied and frustrated. When I'm doing my task for his smile alone, I find delight in doing even the most tedious of chores because I realize that I have the amazing privilege of serving the king of all kings with every load of laundry that I fold or every toy that I pick up. Doing my task unto Jesus Christ motivates me to do everything with excellence, yet keeps me from taking the bait of Pinterest perfectionism. On the one hand, when I remember that I am serving the king by serving my family, I realize that settling for chaos and disarray is not fitting for the high calling that I have received as a keeper of the home. Just like my friend took took delight in going that extra mile and making each nursing home bed with diligence as if she were doing it for Jesus, I can find joy in doing my task with excellence and not sloppiness when I remember who I am really serving. By the same token, keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus keeps me from jumping on that bandwagon that says everything needs to look like a magazine cover. The spiritual atmosphere and the heart attitudes in our homes are far more important than the physical state of things. If we spend all of our time and energy trying to make things look picture perfect so that we can impress others or somehow prove that we are a good homemaker, we will quickly lose sight of God's highest priority for our homes and families, which is cultivating our relationship with Him. Long and short, doing all things unto Him not only keeps my homemaking healthy and balanced, done with excellence, not with Pinterest perfection, but also brings delight and energy into every task that I do. Even cleaning bathrooms can become a privilege when I do it out of love, gratitude, and obedience to the one who gave everything to rescue me. Another practical that helps me so much in maintaining my joy as a homemaker is to keep an eternal focus. Everywhere we go, whether online or in stores, we are bombarded by all of the cooking and decorating, crafting, and hobby trends that are flooding our culture today. And because so many of these trends are fun and interesting, it's really easy to let them swallow up the majority of our time and energy while losing sight of God's higher priorities for us and our families. For example, I love making healthy food for my family, decorating and organizing our home with creativity, and doing fun activities with my kids, but I've realized how important it is to keep an eternal focus in our home and family life as I do these things. It's easy to get caught up in maybe the foodie trend or the knitting trend or the many other trendy domestic pastimes of the culture while losing sight of what really matters in the long run. There's nothing wrong with spending time on any of these things as long as they serve a higher purpose than just being an interesting fun activity. For example, preparing a special meal can be a great way to express love to your family members or to serve someone in need. But then when you build your entire week around shopping for food and thinking about food and preparing food and enjoying food, that will quickly pull your focus away from heavenly priorities into earthly ones. So as you go about your daily and weekly homemaking activities, I encourage you to prayerfully examine the motives behind why you spend time doing the things that you do. When you're evaluating any activity, ask yourself these questions. Am I doing this for selfish reasons or Christ honoring ones? Is this activity frivolous or does it serve a higher purpose? 
Here are a few ways that you can tell whether something really has eternal value. It draws you closer to Jesus Christ, helps you learn more about Him. It builds meaningful relationships with people that God has put in your life, like your family. It helps you bless others and assists you in sharing the love of Christ with them. It helps you become better equipped for the things God has called you to. It leaves you peacefully refreshed instead of agitated and distracted. It bears good fruit instead of bad fruit in your life. The Bible says that even the small areas of our lives, like eating and drinking, should be done for His glory and not for our own selfish pleasure. That's in 1 Corinthians 10.31. When we allow our daily activities to serve God's purposes rather than our own, we'll begin to gain that eternal focus in everything that we do, including domestic tasks. Being a joyful, excellent keeper of the home doesn't require a special set of talents or a certain kind of natural creativity, thankfully, because I definitely don't have a lot of that. Joyful homemaking comes when we make Jesus Christ the guest of honor in our homes and do everything for his glory alone. It is such a privilege to use our daily tasks to serve the one who became the servant of all. And the last practical is to embrace godly order. I encourage you to prayerfully consider which areas of your daily life and home reflect the beauty and the order of God's kingdom and which might reflect the selfish, chaotic frenzy of the world. Ask God to enable you to exchange chaos for order and peace, whether that might be in your morning routine, your living environment, areas of personal discipline like sleep and exercise and quiet times. For example, there are times when I feel that God is prompting me to better organize my physical environment in order to remove clutter and distractions and create a more peaceful environment for my relationship with Him, my family, and those who come to our home. There are other times when I feel that He is asking me to set aside my long for a perfectly organized sock drawer or a pristine closet, which usually happens after I've looked at Pinterest for too long, and instead focus on strengthening the spiritual atmosphere in our home. And then other times I feel convicted to develop greater personal discipline in my daily life in order to protect what's really important. If you yield your life to him, he will be faithful to gently direct you in building a well-ordered lifestyle, one step of obedience at a time. When we walk in step with God in our homes, that is what causes us to truly find joy in every aspect of homemaking. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to take these principles deeper, please visit us at setapartgirl.com or setapartmotherhood.com, where you will find a lot of great resources on building a Christ-centered life and a Christ-centered home. I pray you have a blessed week.